Welcome to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, the podcast where two people try to pursue and succumb to love. I'm Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. It's Friday night in Calgary. How are you all? Kyle, how are you? I'm doing good. I have to say the uh, win- the wintry winds are kind of blowing their way through Calgary currently. So it's those cold winter nights, which sometimes can turn into uh, hot bedroom evenings i don't know i was trying to make oh, a hot and cold analogy Joe, Jesus. here yeah so it would have been like it's cold outside but it's hot in here correct that's that's the, <laughs> maybe it's cold outside <laughs> yeah it's like i was gonna launch into that song um, i'm doing good i mean of course we talked about over the last couple of weeks how my relationship has uh you know gone down in flames but you've but rebounded I'm, what's I'm the rebound- update oh <laughs> i am i'm on the tinder again i signed up for hinge Hinge, I'm trying to even figure out how the app works. I'm an old now, so I'm just trying to figure out how the whole th- navigation works. I did match with somebody, uh, which is cool, having some oh. good conversations, and then uh, found out that he lives in Thailand. Oh, so God. that uh, doesn't. Why do are you it matching with me. someone who's in Thailand? What are you doing? So apparently, I didn't know this was a thing. Actually, is that they have had their settings set to target a specific city. While I am just looking for people who are in Calgary or are looking for people in Calgary. Uh, So it's this weird feature that I didn't realize was even a thing. What's even worse is that there's this like, oh, I like love Calgary and I want to come and like visit someday. But I'm actually going to go to school in Montreal. I'm like, that's nowhere near where I live. This is not this is not going to work. What a mess. Mm -hmm. How are you? How is uh, how is Jesus? You know that part in Saving Private Ryan where they all get off the beach and get shot and it's a bloodbath? Right, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's like that. Oh, God. It's like that. It's You've starting picked up to your really, own arm and are looking at it. Yeah, and... yeah, pretty much. It's starting to just kind of go sideways. I don't, I don't know if it's me or him or feelings or I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on, but we're like, we're like two ships passing in the night. We, we're not clicking, which is so disappointing because... I don't know, like this guy has, there's something there. There's something there, but I don't know. You keep saying that, that there's a a connection that you're feeling. Yeah, there's a connection there. I think that we're like soul compatible, but I don't, this should be easier. At this Mm -hmm. point, this should be easier. And it's starting to feel unnecessarily hard. I don't know why. I don't know why. We're just kind of not clicking. I don't, and I don't even think I have tangible examples. So is this a, a hard cutoff point for you? Are you going to put an ultimatum in? Like, I don't know how you operate i'm gonna do what i do best i'm gonna bitch and moan about it to you and i'm gonna keep going <laughs> plow ahead and ask me next week all right ask me next week i don't know i don't i don't know this i don't i don't look at how verklempt i am this is mm-hmm. bullshit i don't know what my problem is well i look forward to next week and hopefully um i don't know something better well i look forward to next week also to hear something better and perhaps mm. more local True. Yes. Let's fingers crossed. Okay. So last week we gave an open forum for men to ask questions about dating and we tried to answer it as best you can. We got your hate mail. Thank you very much. Uh, so we feel it's only fair that we now let the ladies have a turn. And, you know, Kyle, this is yes. going to be a little bit harder because Kyle and I both predominantly date men so answering men's questions was easier because the two of us fell into that category so uh, rather than put it all on kyle this week um we decided to solicit some help from our community 
Um, to, experts, to give we us, might call them. Yeah, yeah. experts. Yeah, let's call them experts. Um, Kyle, who's joining us today? We have two great people here today. So first, we have Alex Williams. He is our resident young person on the call here today. Mm-hmm. Host of a great many podcasts, including uh, The Creation Stories, My Wax Museum, and Broken Bulbs. And currently, if I remember correctly from our last conversation, Alex, sometime in the next year, you're going to be going on an adventure into the United States. Am I making that up? No, you are, you are telling the truth. I am going to be doing that. Good. We'll keep it that um, mysterious for right now. Sounds uh, very mysterious. We also have, of course, Justin Bills. Uh, he and I have been friends for a while. He's the person I go and watch Paul Thomas Anderson movies with. But more than that, he is married with three beautiful daughters. He's also the co-host of, I would maybe say, the best Sufjan Stevens podcast called That Was the Worst Podcast Ever. So thanks for being here, Justin. It is one of about three Sufjan Stevens podcasts, so (laughs) we're in the top three for sure. Yeah, exactly. So we've got Kyle, we've got Alex, we've got Justin, and I will act as your moderator because just like last week, we're just jumping into the fishbowl. The ladies have spoken, and these are their questions. Gentlemen, are you ready? I'm ready. So ready. (laughs) I I, I just want to just say that I've had a peruse of this fishbowl, and I am shocked at the amount of questions that include the word actually. Like, don't Mm. filibuster. Tell me the straight goods on the scope of my question. So you'll you'll see some some eagerness in these questions. So first question, and I'll turn it to you, Alex, first. Okay. What what are men actually insecure about? Oh, everything. Like (laughs) (laughs) literally everything. There I don't know if there's this if there's like this idea that People just think men are confident, but I feel a lot of pressure to be confident when it's like, I'm insecure about my hair, my body, my, like, the way that my fingers sit on my hands. Uh, those are all the physical things, not to mention, like, the emotional things. Like, how do I ask a girl on a date? I don't know. Is, is, is this too soon? Should we text for a week over the dating app before I ask her? Like, literally, everything you can think about, men are insecure about. But I, I you know, I, I'd like to think, at least speaking for myself, try to put on a, a good show. Okay. Justin, what do, what do you think of that? I, Alex, I totally agree. And it, it was never more evident than when I saw that Jeff Bezos tweet because Leonardo DiCaprio hugged his girlfriend. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just had this realization of like, every male billionaire is just an incredibly insecure person and basically insecure men's insecurities are ruining the world is what I realized. And he's the richest man in the world, but he's just like, I'm going to push Leonardo DiCaprio off a cliff. Men are fragile beings and and maybe we all are, but it was never more evident than when I saw that. Like, (laughs) oh, you could be the richest man in the world, still incredibly insecure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to space, still insecure. There's nothing to fill that hole. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, Justin set me up really well here because what I was about to say is uh, just coming off of Jeff Bezos is like my biggest worry is coming off as a creep. So, yeah, (laughs) you know, what? so for me, it's like I'm always in my head like, did that come off weird? Did I say was that stupid what I just said or is that awkward the way I phrase that? So it's it's very horrendous for me to try and be like i'm natural and cool but honestly on the inside it's you know a maelstrom of emotions 
And I feel like there's there's two type of guys, just the insecure that you can tell that they're insecure, you know, like me, Kyle and Alex, <laughs> <laughs> or there's the guy that appears to not be insecure and very, uh, a lot of vibrato, but they are just trying to cover up their insecurities. So mm-hmm. th- that's how I feel. And I find with that second group of men, it, it manifests itself like an emergency. Like it just explodes when they're mm-hmm. finally, they can't, they mm-hmm. can't hold in the insecurity anymore. Like the veneer just fades and it just like it blows out. Nothing is more, um, I don't know, a great example of this. I, many, many years ago, used to work for 7-Eleven. I was the night clerk at a 7-Eleven here in Calgary. Love that detail about Kyle. <laughs> yeah. um, I do too. And it's so, his best quality. It's my best quality. <laughs> Anyways, I always tell this story about there's two types of people who come in and buy condoms late at night. It is the person who is like kind of embarrassed that they are. So they have to buy like a jug of milk and a newspaper and something else. Like, oh, what the f- I have these two I have to buy. Or it's a guy's like, condoms and like what you get in the eye and is gonna like he's gonna buy them and i am like you're not getting laid tonight but okay <laughs> those yeah. are the two types of men in the world speaking i i gotta mention too on the on the creep part that kyle mentioned there's this thing where like every action i take is like okay just don't seem creepy don't seem weird you know it's totally normal to say hello to a woman you know, oh, the cashier, don't, don't act creepy. Just like, you know, be, just be as polite as possible. And, uh, and I feel like it ends up making it worse. <laughs> well, anytime you have to overthink anything, it just makes it worse. It's true for women oh, yeah. too, right? We're oh, just yeah. like, stay calm, stay cool. And Relax. like the psycho bitch just comes right out and we're like, oh, that's not, <laughs> that's not what I intended. Oh no. So, Big yeah. oops. Okay. And a totally different space. What actually, whether it's an act or a thought or a feeling or a thing or whatever, what actually turns you on? And we had a lot of <laughs> a variation of this question. So mm-hmm. put your back into it, gentlemen, because women want to know. Can I just say, I, I mean, the dumbest thing, this is my little quip I'm going to say, <laughs> what turns me on, Jen, is when the other person actually is attracted to me like i i, I mm-hmm. know that sometimes for me it's just like this can't be right this can't be what's actually going on right now but th- that goes a long way interest i hate being put in a position where i feel like i'm carrying the conversation all the time whether mm-hmm. it's a man or a woman it's like Ugh, this feels like i'm really dragging things out and so when there feels like there's a natural ability to that it can carry over so can that just be flirting or sure. do you have to sit, look right you dead in the eye and say, like, I'm into you. Unblinking, like, do you- <laughs> just right in my eyes, an inch dead away. silence, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of attractive, too. Uh, just <laughs> right. the real frank, straight up, just like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Love that. Uh, but mm-hmm. also, same thing as Kyle, like a conversation. When, when they're, like, genuinely interested in what they're talking about, when they're actually contributing... Uh, I took a girl on a date once and she told her friend who set us up that it felt like a podcast because I was just trying to carry the conversation so much. <laughs> and I also you felt You took bad. a break for a MeUndies <laughs> ad. <laughs> right. Could you imagine? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I, it was like pulling teeth trying to get the conversation going. So it always helps like engagement in the conversation. Just in, I guess not even in the conversation, just engagement with like, I'm here right now. Like that's a big turn on. 
Justin, you're married, so you taking this across some sort of a magical threshold. <laughs> yeah, and people should know I've been married for 12 years. So I've I've been out of the dating game for a while. But I gotta say, I, I agree with Kyle and and Alex, but a simple touch on the shoulder mm-hmm. or on the back or just any sign of like kindness or affection. Can I just tell you a quick story about uh my partner? Courtney, when we were dating, I'm not coming out of this story looking good, and I realize that. <laughs> but uh, we met in Australia, and we were in Australia at a th- my favorite Thai restaurant, and I was starving, and I, I get real hangry. Her food came first, and um, what she did was she said, I know you're really hungry, and then she fed me a bite of her food. like she, And I just kind of thought, you are so incredibly attentive and kind and wonderful. And I just thought the fact that you you noticed, and I didn't say I was hungry or anything, like she just picked up on that subliminal thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Again, going back to men just being these insecure creatures, I suppose maybe anything that just says like, you're okay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're all right. Or I'm here with right. you and I'm not completely repulsed by you is, is nice. <laughs> you know, not what's completely. Interesting, what's interesting about that is that, you know, something I talk to my girlfriends a lot about is this is the other side of that comment about attentiveness is mm. does a man notice that we are attentive? Like, does mm. he like, does he notice that before he has to ask for something, we already have it in our hand or we can see the next challenge down the road or we're, we're cognitively evolved enough to know that you're starving and you need to be fed. Like, like, are we like, it's so interesting that you would talk about that as being something that is very attractive to you. And for me and my girlfriends, at least that's something that's very attractive to us is the other side of that. Like for Mm. me, like when I look for a partner, I look for someone who, when they describe me when I'm not in the room, would say something like, Jen's very attentive and kind, like those same two words. So I think that's interesting. Um, On the topic of carrying a conversation, and I'll start with Alex because of what he just said when he answered this question. A lot of women took beef with men's propensity for one word texts. So perhaps you can speak to a larger caveat of men to say, what is it with men and sending one word texts? Yeah, what is that Alex, about? you speak for am, all men. <laughs> yeah, I am speak very for all men. one of those men. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to prove it in this way. I listened to one of your guys' episodes and one of the things that you guys said in there, Kyle was talking about how he hates getting texts with like multiple subjects. And I realized as I was listening to that, that in response to him asking me to come on this show, I responded with one message that had like three questions in it. And I realized I was like, oh, I just like overwhelmed him. And so I'm very much not the person to send one word, one word text. So yes, I agree. That's an issue. If you want to end a conversation, do it with a GIF. That's my policy. Mm, yeah. So just, just to probe that a little bit more, do you or do you not believe that men who send one word text should or should not go to federal prison? Mm, you know what? I'll have to talk to my lawyer about that. <laughs> I, I, would say at least, I would say at least provincial prison. At least provincial prison. <laughs> and, and you know what? Just 
just at the very least for like one night, just so that they get it in their heads like, hey, not There's okay. There's consequences. Yeah. Is this K? Is this K? Slam <laughs> the door on them. Yes, K is a big problem. That just needs to not be a thing. No K. No K. Yikes. Yes, no K. Justin, you want to weigh in on this? Do you do this? Does, do you know people that do this? Kyle, you want to weigh in? Anybody, I'll open the floor. Well, I'm as perplexed. So if so you're dating somebody and they're doing one word replies, yeah. what in the yeah. world? <laughs> exactly. It's an Have epidemic. Have we lost the art of wooing people? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, not, right. you're dating. You're, you know, it's like, come on. Uh, yeah, I'm as equally perplexed by it. And I'm so sensitive and I read into things that aren't there. So yeah, I, I'm equally as annoyed by that. And, and let me speak to the fellas out there. Fellas, you gotta, you gotta woo. You gotta mm -hmm. do better. Send some gifts. Send some gifts <laughs> with a T. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that works too. It's, it's just an iPad full joke. of gifts is actually what you would give. It was a gift. I said that joke and I immediately just died inside. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're going to keep it. It's going to be in the promo. So congratulations. For yeah, yeah. Yay. It's great. You're, you're going to get on Fallon, I think, with that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you've heard my opinion on this. I think it's a sign of disrespect if you are in an actual relationship or trying to get to know someone and you're not really giving them anything in return. So I'm still on that yeah. fence. All good answers. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm jumping around now. What do women do that makes <laughs> you absolutely nuts or mad or crazy? Like what gets way under your skin way? in a bad way? In a bad in way. In a bad way. Okay. Okay. Oof. Justin, we'll start with you. You're married. We'll start with you. You know, I, I think being rude is, oh. is, uh, is pretty big. I know this really has nothing to do with gender, but it's just how do you treat maybe a server or, or somebody around? I know that that's often talked about, but I think rudeness, especially um, to people in the service industry, it just immediately kind of mm -hmm. goes, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't, that drives me kind of nuts. What about you, Kyle? I mean, I do agree with that, with, with what Justin just said. I, I guess to go in a, in a different direction entirely, I am going to say I need the biggest caveat to what I'm, a, what I'm about to communicate because I, I sympathize and empathize with the fact that there is a double standard when it comes to the way that both men and women present themselves, both in society and on dates and in romantic situations. But I cannot tell you how often it has been where it's like, and for whatever reason, again, this is anecdotally, it has usually been with women where it's like, hey, I'm going to be there at this time. Or it's like, just getting ready, I'll be there at this time. And it's like an hour or like 40 minutes after they told me they were going to be there. And I'm just waiting. That you drives me wait nuts. for the whole 45 minutes to an hour? I would be doing... Yeah, like a dumb rube. Of course I do. <laughs> I would be doing an entirely different activity with different people by like 30 minutes in. Oh my God. You would wait, the, like, you would wait an hour for somebody? I have. <gasps> no. Yeah. Kyle's a trooper. No worries as they walk in. It's okay. It's great. That's yeah, totally you're... fine. <laughs> Kyle, are they texting you to say they're late? What's happening? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. <laughs> We're just like, I don't, I don't know if they're coming or not. Well, this has now become been... this has now become an intervention, Kyle. <laughs> I've, I, I will say, I've only been stood up once in my entire life where they never ever showed up and then that was like an immediate block uh on my phone for that person but kyle yeah. these are first dates uh yes 
Oh, man. What was the excuse? I have to know. If you're an hour late on a first date, what is your excuse? Like, where, did she show up with like, oh, God. blood did everywhere one... and she was like, I gave, was giving <laughs> life-saving CPR and or I killed a man? Like, what was the excuse? Yeah, there's a, I killed a man. I was like, oh, great. What do you want to drink? Um, we're going now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds eclectic. I'm famished. Uh, I can't remember. I know one of them was like, they were just like getting ready. Getting ready. <gasps> no. Yeah, I, I can't remember what the other excuses were, but yeah, no, I've I've had to wait sometimes quite a long time before they actually show up at the time that they said they were going to be there, which is worse because I always show up like 15 minutes early for most things. So then it's like doubly long that I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're like, it's no problem. I've been anxiously pacing around this restaurant for 45 minutes. I literally bit through my nails. It's like <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As if you're not nervous enough. I have to tell you that my, my dad taught me and maybe more dads should have taught their daughters this. My dad taught me that when you are late, it is your way of saying, I, I don't respect you. I don't mm. respect you. So in the rare occasion that I am late, the first thing you're going to hear me yelling like from an Uber to the door is, I respect you. I respect you. Like up the stairs, I've got toilet paper on my shoe. I'm like, I respect you. But if I am like, I, if the roles were reversed, I'm not waiting. I'm not mm -hmm. waiting. I'm like, well, I, everything has been disclosed to me about this person. Kyle, you yeah. have to stop waiting. <laughs> this is you have to start waiting and you have to start living, Kyle. I, <laughs> I say 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah. wait around because that's like 15 minutes is enough to be like, sorry, like traffic was way worse than I was expecting. And or I, I don't know where text I'm you going. I was driving yeah. or yeah, I got lost, something like that. But like 45 minutes, that's like, I didn't care much to be here. And Kyle, based on Jen's advice, next time somebody's late and they sit down, just look them in the eye and say, you have disrespected my honor. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the samurai blade. Yes. I expect you now to do seppuku. And, uh... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. The thing that gets under my that gets under my skin is uh, hints. The you know the mm. the like the games where where it's like, well, I've been hinting at that forever. It's like, how was what? You know, I didn't know that. And I think there's like a distinction I want to make between you know the flirty, you know, oh. You know, she put her, her hand out to mine, you know, that, that's different. I'm talking about like the big things and then you get mad about it after. That's the, mm. that's the, the frustration that gets under my skin. Cause it's like, how's I supposed to know? Like I, if you make hints, you can't get mad about them not being picked up on cause they were just hints. I am dumb as a sack of bricks. So that's my, that's my thing. But also you have so much going on, right? You're trying to manage yourself. You're trying to manage this other person. You're trying to fi figure out if this person, you know, is a fit and a connection. You can't have additional ambiguity. You're already trying to manage too many things. But Kyle and I call exactly. that a shit test. If you, if for listeners, they know this well, um, we call it a shit test where, and we, we do put it squarely predominantly on women. We, we do really pick on them because women predominantly are the culprits of this, where they set out like a test to see how you will respond to something. And it's a way mm. to kind of measure your performance in a way that there's a lot of ambiguity. Mm -hmm. And we also believe that that should have some prison time attached to it, just to be fair. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. One word texts and the, <laughs> these weird tests. Yes, tests, tests. So I, I want to ask the, the other question that Alex asked a clarification for, which is, what do women do that drives you absolutely wild? That you're just like, yeah, mm. that's the thing. 
That's the thing. I'm really embarrassed by all my answers because it, I just, it makes me seem really dumb. But if, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> if she laughs. Yeah. What's like, wrong with if, that? That's sweet. I don't know. Be, everything I'm saying is like, I like it when my wife feeds me when I'm hungry and laughs. At me. Like, I just can't feel like I'm like such an idiot. Like, I'm a caveman. Like, feed me and then laugh and make and then I'm happy. <laughs> but it's true. It's like, you know, when even before I started dating my wife, it was just we could laugh together. Mm-hmm. And and we did. I mean, this was this was a while ago now, but. We'd sit around and watch E-Bombs World right. and laugh together, and, and it, it, my heart went wild. You know, it, it's, yeah. I, well, the thing about that, though, is, like, it's such a human thing. It's how we build connection with people, like, mm-hmm. whether it's humor or joking or just giving stories back and forth to each other, but, which I love, I like that's just how you build either friendships or romantic partners. It also is, in the back of my mind, a bit of an ego stroke, too. It's like, ha yes, they think I'm funny. Therefore, I am so funny. But it is, it's true. It's like, I think both men and women have that thing. It's like, I want to be looked at from, from a partner as being whatever cool, handsome, whatever modifier you want to put into that. Right. It's a, it's a companionship thing, right? Like, it's a, it's, it creates a feeling of belonging. And that goes back to the same thing with having that engagement with conversations and not one word answers to texts. It's anything that makes us feel like this is a safe place. Like here you're, you're safe here. You can be you here. Your stupid jokes are funny and appreciated. That's, that's the biggest, the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, Alex, that was beautiful. Yeah. It's about feeling safe, <laughs> mm-hmm. safe to be yourself. But isn't it also a, about the universal truths, right? Like there are universal truths. And, and one of them is the idea that whether you are famous or not, whether you are popular or not, whether you're gorgeous or not, the one thing that ties us all together in our human experience is our ability to look at someone else and say, do you see me? Do you hear me? Is what mm-hmm. I am important mm-hmm. to you? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would imagine that a lot of the answers that we're going to give are answers that girls would feel like, oh, I'd answer the same way. Like, I like to feel belonging too. That feels good. It feels good for everybody. Guy, guys are people, just like everybody else. Hey, guys are people too. Guys are people too. Well, I, I, it's, I don't think guys get enough credit. <laughs> just kidding. You know, it's a men's think, rights I, rally all of a sudden. I, yes, all of a sudden. Kyle, put your banner down. Oh, yeah, right. But no, like one of the things that, that, that Kyle and I talk a lot about, I'm, I'm dating this guy who I'm dating. I'm going on dates with a man Woo. who who looks strikingly like Jesus and and, and, and the and one the hot Jesus right hot the hot, Jesus. like the hot like Jesus. the Norwegian one yeah yeah and <laughs> yeah and and one of the things that I will get frustrated is when there's bravado on my side or bravado on his side I'll always catch myself saying the same thing which is why don't you just calm down and let me love you you will find it charming and very soothing. Just calm down. <laughs> let me let me love you. And it's oh, like this good. weird, this weird thing that we have going on. And then he just like moonwalks on water away from <laughs> yeah, you. Obviously, yeah, obviously. Yeah. That's right. He turns water into wine and that's that's the evening. Um, oh, I love him too now. <laughs> so the next question 
is can you be and this yes or no and maybe a little bit of context can you be friends with a woman you find attractive yes oh uh i'll I'll answer for me like in my my past my feelings are too they get too much in the way unfortunately so a no from justin what about you kyle um, I might have had a peek into the fishbowl before we uh, started recording here today. So well, this your is the, keys were in it, so yeah, you were obviously yeah. in it. Yeah, I'll just take those out of there. By the way, um, I I really struggle with this question because, again, as a bisexual person, this kind of goes both ways. Because there is, of course, men and women that I can find attractive, friendly, yes, like acquaintances or stuff like that and that's not a problem but like close friends uh, i'm with justin i don't think i could i don't know if i'd be able to separate my feelings properly and it feels awful to say that out loud i just realized but it's like it kind of is true that that hmm. the other feeling is just gonna be too much in my head the entire time what about you alex as a resident young person yeah as the resident young person i feel like i can I, uh, I choose my friends based on attractiveness, actually. So I'm surrounded by nothing but. Uh, so Just perfect tens every, <laughs> everywhere you go. Everywhere All perfect looks. tens. I, I do think I, I can. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a very slow person to, uh, to express any sort of feelings and to develop any sort of feelings, uh, regardless of looks. So, yeah, I, f- I feel like that's definitely something I can. I can do. I will also add into this. This is not really what the question is asking, but is tangentially the same. One time and one time only, I tried to do the uh, friends with benefits sort of situation. Mm. No bueno. It did not work out very well at all. Oh, yeah. Why not? Like, <laughs> give us the deets. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Why? Uh, things just got weird like really really quickly because it was supposed to be like yeah like you can you can come over here i'll come over there and like we can it was basically booty calls like that's really what it turned Mm -hmm. into and so then the friendship kind of got pushed completely to the side and that's the Mm. only types of conversations we were ever having back and forth and it was like well that's not is that really what (laughs) i personally want and then it just got awkward (laughs) and became less friends and more benefits correct and it's like well this is and being very upfront, like from from this, like not re- wanting a relationship at all. Like this is just this. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is not really what I want. Yeah. And then they burnt down their house. So it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many and that's men... why you were late for your date. That's right. That's right. Get. I wonder how many men get into the friends with benefits and then are like, oh, I hate this. How do I get mm-hmm. out? Because getting out of friends with benefits has to be far more complicated than getting in. Yeah, you just have to have that conversation. We have kind of a long-winded question, so bear with me here. My favorite. It's got parts to it. Have you ever broken up with a woman for whatever reason, but realized you really did love her? And how long did it take for you to get over her? I feel like women tend to take a long time to grieve the end of a relationship, but men seem to move on just fine. Is that really the case for you? Oh, Justin's nodding his head. I don't, you know, well, uh, confession, I don't think I've ever broken up with anybody. I've been broken up with. But also, I've never fit that stereotype of, like, the man. Um, But uh, I I do not get over things easily and 
No, like I've I've held on to feelings for years and years and years. Oh, you mean like the random time in the middle of the day and like, oh, that stupid thing I said in grade three. I still have those pangs every so often. Mm-hmm. They're oh, awful. Yeah. oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? Show me the psychopath that doesn't, honestly. Sometimes when I'm really wallowing, I'll do like a greatest hits. Like it'll be a whole night where I just like take it from the top. It's big shiny tunes and then this <laughs> on repeat. Um, I am similar to Justin. Like I don't, the quick answer to this question is no for me. However, this is going to very quickly turn into like sad sack Kyle hour. But um, there was a woman I was dating for um, a few weeks. and. Uh, she but was not one more that, than six. Not more than six. Um, she broke up with me, though. And for me, it actually kind of came as a bit of a blind side a little bit because I felt we were still in that kind of that early stage of like finding out stuff about each other. So, so it, it always has bugged me because it, it felt like I, we never even got a chance to get there. Because it was like, I think there's there's something weird going on. And don't you feel this, that we're not progressing in the right way? I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's been three weeks. And so she's like, no, I want to I want to end it now. And it's like, I often think it's like, I don't, I don't know. We we had so much more compatibility, like as far as interests and like life goals. So it just it was weird. It was a weird how it ended. And they don't like how it ended. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it's not like we were, I was like madly in love or anything at that point. It had only been three weeks, but it still bugs me. And Kyle, do you wonder like if they just hung on, mm-hmm. if she just hung on for longer, then maybe it would have been different. Yeah. But she gave up too soon. That's, that's my fear. That's my fear that I have. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have no way to actually prove that, but um, yeah. It's well, that, I have it, a time machine. Well, great. Okay. Well, we'll jump into that. <laughs> no, um, it, it, it really feels like, oh, what could have been? And so I always have mm-hmm. to like, you know, uh, focus or hyper focus on this like possibilities that, yeah, there's no way to prove one way or the other. Yeah. I, I think for myself, I'm pretty good at physically moving on, you know, kind of still having my life together. I don't sit and wallow every day, but it's still like something that comes up in my mind, like you were saying with the, you know, back in grade three, I still think about Madison, who I broke up with all the way in grade one. <laughs> Um, and, uh, still breaks my heart. What could have been the one that got away. She was the one that got away my, my first and only girlfriend. Um, and, and now, uh, you know, not actually Madison, but uh, more recent relationships. I still think about that, you know, Mm -hmm. what that could have been. And, uh, it doesn't mean that I, I don't outwardly show it as much, but it's still going on in my head. It's so wild because this question was submitted by a person named Madison. So just to wrap that whole thing. Madison, Madison. if that's that's you, please take me back. I'm sorry I ended things. It's Alex. You can call in right now. Alex wants to talk to you. We're going to build a love connection. 1-800-555-LOVE. Love. All right. Two questions remain in the fishbowl, and I think they're both my favorite. Here's this one. Is the thrill of the hunt a real thing? What is the reasoning for obsessing over a girl and becoming increasingly distant once she returns the feelings? Is the thrill of the hunt a real thing? Who will go first? I have stated on this podcast multiple times that that's actually the point in the relationship I like the least. Mm. As someone who has had so many like first dates and, uh, and like pursuing somebody and asking them out and all that stuff. It's, I hate it. I hate all of it. <laughs> I just want to be done with mm-hmm. it so I can go and be with someone. So that's, that's, that's my opinion. I will say that I somewhat understand 
kind of the second half of that question a little bit, I think, which is like the unfortunate part of like Tinder and most of the dating apps is like when you match with someone and maybe you're starting off that conversation in the back of your head, you're always like, Mm, this is like an 8.5 out of 10, but maybe I'm going to find a <laughs> 9 out of 10. So maybe I should like <laughs> stop this and see if there's someone else out there. But I feel like that's like a this recurring problem of uh, online dating currently. Colloquially, a lot of women will refer to, refer to that as the, the man who always wished he'd had what the other person ordered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I prefer to either be in a relationship, like in the relationship, or like no relationship at, at all. Like the whole finding process, the whole like, oh, how's this? You know, what Kyle's saying about, oh, is there something better out there? You know, that, that sucks. It's nice to just be like, oh, I have somebody or I have nobody. That's a great place to be in. There is something fun about meeting new people, about actively meeting new people. I enjoy that. Uh, I enjoy socializing one-on-one and getting to know people like that. But there's not like a thrill to it. Like it's, it's kind of, you know, you enjoy the work while you're doing it kind of situation. But then when it's over, it's like, yeah, I'm glad that's done. I think, yeah, I think there, there is quite a thrill to liking somebody and realizing they have reciprocal feelings. Mm -hmm. Like that is quite a powerful drug, if I could say. (laughs) I, chasing that or just going from that feeling to the next i mean because nothing compares to being with somebody that has stood the test of time like i can definitely say that i don't miss that at all now that i'm 12 years into a marriage this is way better Mm -hmm. so the the idea of just being able to share a life with somebody and being comfortable with somebody and and so i don't know if you're out there chasing that high all the time i mean eventually it's gonna get old and you're gonna want something deeper and better yeah but it is invigorating it's pretty incredible but do you do you think that some men just just suffer from an absolute epidemic of wanting to have their own self-esteem defined by what they can get and what they can acquire and how well they can do like it it be it does become almost like a hunt like do you feel like like do you have friends like that or you know other and I, you know, I won't just limit it to men. I would say that there are women that easily display the same behavior. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, we have a pretty small sample size here. I'm not sure if people notice, but this is a small group. There, there are definitely people, men and women, who enjoy that, right? Who, who kind of like the, oh, who can I be with this week? I, I've known people like that. I'm sure everybody does. That's not my thing. Yeah. And I would just say at that point, you got to recognize when somebody's just using you. And like you said, Jen, if it's just about the other person's self-esteem or whatever, that's not how re- healthy relationships, the foundation of a healthy relationship. So if that's the case, don't don't just feed somebody's ego. You've got a real Jeff Bezos on your hands and you got to run. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, it is true, though. I, like, I could understand there being someone out there and I, I feel like it probably is something to do with a self-esteem issue where it's like, oh, my gosh, this feeling that someone else is reciprocating mm. like to me. Like Justin said, that's a powerful feeling. That's a powerful drug to be intoxicated by. I can see someone being like, oh, I want to continue on with that feeling, continuing and being mm-hmm. in like that new overly passionate area. But, um, yeah, I think if you're falling into that routine, then it might be time to maybe take an inward look a little bit. 
So yeah. I part with Kyle on the on the best part of a relationship. Right. I like the new part. I like the beginning, mm-hmm. right? I I make a great first impression, but then over time I'm like, "Oh, you'll get to know me and then this will you'll this will have to start again with new people." So I I I think it's important to distinguish the difference between like the thrill of the hunt just for the hunter's sake and the thrill of the hunt for the sake of people who are like, "Once you know me, you're not going to like what you see. I, mm. I had a girlfriend send me a cartoon this week and it's a man interviewing for a job and the panel of people interviewing him says, so tell me, tell us about yourself. And he says, I better not. I really need this job. And I feel like some <laughs> people bring that into a relationship, right? I better not. I better, I better, I better not. Cause if I just, if it all comes out, I'm it was a far be- sight. So it was actually cows as well. So it was uh, really yeah, funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This was a question that had a bunch of iterations to it. Um, I think the most simple way to ask it is this women sometimes feel uh, frustrated about being iced out from men at moments where it matters most. So how can women specifically get men to open up more and share their feelings. Anybody want to weigh in on this? Because a lot of women wanted to know. I, I'm going to just ice up right now and just uh, <laughs> let Kyle, Kyle start us off. Okay. Well, if you want me to start you off, like this is my impulse here. We have to be really careful if we're asking like the person I'm with, the man I'm with in this case is not opening up to me. We do have to kind of maybe figure out exactly why that might be and it very well could be like they're just bad at communicating and if that's the case then we can we can address that problem by like no i want you to open up like this is important etc etc i also think like this is a this is a man problem sometimes when it comes to women where your partner might be complaining about something like this was a really hard part of my day and what men a lot of times want to do is like let's go into fix it mode let me tell you how you're going to fix your issue when that's not what they're bringing that to you for they just want you there to listen and on the flip side of that though is if you want your your male partner to open up to you and share their feelings a little bit more but you are there quickly there to say like well this isn't actually what's going on and this is not valid and and all that stuff then they're not going to feel like they want to open up because it's just going to be turned around and say like you're wrong for for feeling this way so you do need to make sure that it, it really is like this is an open environment you need to be able to say this to me and have this open dialogue back and forth. Yeah, lack of judgment is a huge, huge thing. Uh, like we were talking about before, making it feel like it's a safe place. Like, I can say this. I've, I've had multiple friends who it's taken years to open up to their, to their wives about uh, certain things because they feel like, oh, she's going to judge me. And if it's something big that like is, is an integral part of the relationship, you know, here's a, he's a, here's a kind of lame example, but if you met at a Star Trek convention and that's like your whole relationship, that's your whole thing. And then one day down the line, the guy decides like, I don't like Star Trek anymore. This isn't my jam. You know, that's like, obviously that's like a silly example, but set phasers to stunned, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) No, set them to kill if you leave the Star Trek fandom. If he feels like, oh, this is like grounds to leave the relationship. It can start to feel like it's not a, a safe place anymore. Uh, and, and so I think just making it kind of open uh, and, and to be patient and understanding, creating that safe place to, to actually talk and, and kind of reserve judgment. Yeah, I think it can be 
counterintuitive because if you really want your partner to open up, but they feel like they're feeling that pressure and feeling like they have to, sometimes it actually, you're, you're creating exactly what you don't want mm-hmm. because they're feeling that pressure. They're feeling like they have to, but it's not something they can force. And so I simply, hopefully I think time helps. And I think planning time, like going for a hike or taking a weekend away where there is plenty of time, one-on-one time, and the space is relaxed and open mm-hmm. and safe. I think creating the atmosphere for somebody to open up is probably the best way rather than than saying, I need you to open up right now. I need it right now. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know how successful that can be. So almost letting go of the expectation, but creating creating the opportunities for it to happen. Mm-hmm. I was in San Diego a few years ago. At the Star Trek convention or is that? Yeah, obviously. obviously. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I was not. Okay. And uh, I was there actually for a, it was an executive coaching program. One of the things they talked about was like these these three like these three pillars of leadership strength. And I think about them all the time because I think that if you took them out of like a business environment and moved them into a relationship environment, they would still they would still stick. So these were the three. The first one was create a space with no doors. So I am creating a space that is, you know, free of judgment and and free of consequences. And you can come into that space, but you can also get out of that space. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people feel like if they start and then they it's not comfortable, they can't get out. Like it's a space that we've created the safe space for you. And then when you come in, they shut the door behind you and like, and now you can never get out of the feeling town. Right. And I, so I think Mm -hmm. that's the first one. And then the second one is manage the fixer inside of you. Like the Mm -hmm. the propensity to fix things is, is not a tool that serves you in a space where the idea is about expression. And the last one was uh, you always must listen without an agenda. And I always just think like, do you guys think that that would work? Like if, if, if women or, and men tribalized behind those three things, would that make a difference to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just really good relationship mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only other thing I'll say is that, and I always get after Kyle on this, this is my, I, I'm directing my ire at Kyle is why is it that like we make excuses for people who have bad communication skills? Like, why is it that we just allow a section of the population to be like, it's Okay. Billy doesn't have good communication skills. Like, why is that okay? Why isn't it like, what's wrong with Billy? We all have to communicate. Nobody gets a free pass, let alone Billy. Don't you find, is that just me? You you know what I've found is usually bad communication happens because good communication hasn't been modeled. Ah. So it's usually, it comes from maybe parents or is when you've never seen it done, you don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so- I, I don't want to make excuses, but sometimes it gives me compassion to just go, maybe it's just never, you've never seen it. Yeah, so you it's don't like know how. The, this is, again, such a dumb example, but sometimes how I feel about like uh, older. Don't say Star Trek, honestly. When, no, so don't say it. So it the Star Trek episode in season two. It's like, I don't know, older um, Generation X or like boomers or something like that will come with like, these kids, they don't even know how to use this can opener. And then like they mock people like that. It's like, well, if you've never shown someone how to use a can opener, maybe they won't know how right. to use a can opener. So like yeah. show them and ex- 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 like be the model for that. And then, yeah, there's going to be no problem past that. So communication skills, opener, you mean you mean rotary phone. I mean, rotary phone. <laughs> That's Obviously. right. Obviously. That's the fishbowl, guys. Fishbowl is empty. Thank Thanks. you so very much, Justin and Alex, for joining us this week. What would we have done without you? 
Thank you so Thank very you so much. much. I, um, I, I, we should we should do this too at, at the end. Let's go, Alex. Here first. If people wanted to uh, stay in contact with you online, how, what's the easiest way to do that? I would recommend you follow me on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Alex Williams, and I spell Williams oddly because my name is Alex Williams. There's a lot of us, so it's A L E X W I L L I A M N S. So. There will be a link in the show notes, I'm sure. That's Twitter and Instagram. You'll hear all about what I'm doing. I don't post a lot, so don't worry. It's not going to be obnoxious. <laughs> Your Twitter isn't busted, yeah. Um, how about you, Justin? <laughs> yeah, I, you mentioned I have a, a Sufjan Stevens podcast, but even if you're not into Sufjan Stevens, me and my friend Jordan kind of just hang out and talk. And so that's called That Was the Worst Podcast Ever. So you can listen to that wherever. And then you don't want to follow me on social media. It's just ugh. you get more. <laughs> just more save of, yourself. Get more of that gift, gifts content, though. Yeah, it, it, just another guy trying to be funny on Twitter. You don't need it. <laughs> just skip right. it. Thank you both. Thank thank you. you. This this was great. Yeah, it was fun. I feel huh? like I'm qualified to have a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great panel discussion, Kyle. Thank you so much for recruiting who you recruited. You've got quality friends, man. I love yeah. that about you. Uh, I hope to be one of them one day. <laughs> the ways that you can reach us to ask questions of your own, if there was a question that you felt should have been in that fishbowl, well, shame on you for not putting it in there. If you visit, visit our website, somebodydatejenandkyle.com, you'll find a giant ass fishbowl. Put your question in there, submit it. Uh, we also ask a question of the week. You can answer that. Uh, and basically anything you send us, we're going to take good care of. And we're going to answer it either in an upcoming episode or in some f fashion. I know Kyle's open to interpretive dancing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> if you want to reach us on social media to join the conversation, and we hope that you do because we're stronger as a community, uh, you can reach us on Twitter at SomebodyDate or on Facebook at SomebodyDateJK. And you'll find us there. And that's cool. That's this week's episode. Look how fast that went. I feel so sad. It's already oh, over. Blink of an eye. Oh, man. It's just going to be me and a box of wine now. That sucks. That sucks. All right, Calgary, you stay safe out there, and we'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye.